Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to the show. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining me. I know I say that every day, but it's because I really am grateful that you are joining me and listening in and really wanting to be the best version of you. And so we are talking this week about suffering, and make sure you listen to the shows for Monday and Tuesday, because we have a great guest on Monday who talked about the Alliance of the Unreached and this uh, the day that they do for the unreached, and he really talked about what they're doing all over the world, and it was quite amazing as to the level of suffering and persecution that many, many, many individuals have because of the sake of Christ. So as we really opened this up, we are looking at the book of Job, and we really read the first chapter and talked about really how he was feeling and the, and the three different tests that he had, that he had to go through. And the, the first one, the first test that he had to go through was losing his family and his fortune. And the second one, Satan attacked his health. And then, you know, we see this, this really horrible part about his, his health being so compromised. And, and we, we talked about, you know, even if Job was sinning, because we know at some level he, he certainly was human. But my goodness, he was an, an amazingly righteous man. And against everybody telling him that he must be doing something wrong, he did not one time speak against God. And so when he was going through this, God wasn't considering his humanity and how he was dealing with it as as if it was sin. He was really living this righteous life. And he was doing the right things. And if he did mess up, he repented. He's the one that regularly offered all the sacrifices to God for himself and for his family. And so we, we say to ourselves, what is going on? Why do bad things happen to good people? And maybe you've asked yourself that when it comes to your life or someone that you know that is just going through a hellish time and they don't deserve any of it. Well, we have to remind ourselves there is an accuser and Satan is real. And he is out to destroy you. He is out to destroy me. And so what God is doing is actually justifying Job. This is really a compliment to Job, even though it's hell on earth for Job. Because he's being falsely accused by Satan. Satan is the accuser. So do not listen to his lies. Don't listen to his lies about you. You know, God knows you're a sinner. He knows I'm a sinner. But he also knows your heart. And he's not angry with you because you're struggling with sin. See, God says his ways aren't our ways. And this is Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8. And I love this verse. God says, I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. 
For as the sky soars high above earth, so the work I do surpasses the way you work. And the way I think is beyond the way you think. You see, God is being both advocate and justifier for Job. He's proving who Job is. He's showing the real Job in a way that cannot be disputed and never has since this book was written. And he says that God doesn't pay at the end of the day, but in the end, he always pays. And what we see at the end of Job's life is a reward far surpassing anything he lost. The difficulty is Job could not see the end. And so he couldn't see what God could see. He didn't know it would all end up phenomenally well. So what does that tell us? What does that tell you and me? We have to trust God. We have to trust his heart. We have to trust what he's done for us in spite of us. Even when we didn't know him, he died for us. So he trusted who God says he was. Job trusted God. So Job's name is synonymous with suffering. And this is what's so amazing. See, in the English language, synonyms are words which are the same or have a similar meaning. So you say this word or that word, and it can mean the same thing. So when you use the name Job, you are essentially saying suffering. And names are very, very important. And, you, you know, you may want to look into what your name means because my name means Cynthia means bringer of light. It's the one who reflects the light of the sun. So I always want to live up to my name. I want to reflect the sun, Jesus. And so Job's name was synonymous to suffering. And like we said in the very beginning of the show yesterday, there's sometimes when I felt like my name should be suffering. I should be called Job. And that it's kind of ridiculous to say it because who am I to compare myself to Job? But I have felt that way. There have been times in my life when I really did want to introduce myself as, uh, as suffering. Like say, hello, nice to meet you. My name is Suffering. Or hello, I am Dr. Suffering. Because I felt like that name matched, described me or fit me better than Cynthia. See, Job asked Why? He asked, why me? And he put his questions to God. He didn't take his sufferings quietly or piously. Job took a stance. He positioned himself before God and he protested his suffering. That doesn't mean he was sinning. It's not only because Job suffered that he's important to us. It's because he suffered in similar ways that we suffer in the very most important areas of our lives. He suffered in the arena of his family, his personal health, and his material possessions. This story is so important because he questioned God. He was a friend of God. He considered God his friend. And so he took his protest to God. You see, all throughout the story, God calls him 
a friend. Just as Job considered God his friend, God considered Job his friend. See, it's not the suffering so much that troubles us as it is the suffering that was so undeserved. See, we understand when we're growing up, if we do something bad, we get punished. I mean, this makes sense, right? You do something bad, you get a consequence. But the older we get, we begin to see that many times there is no connection whatsoever to the amount of wrong we do and the amount of pain we may experience. It becomes very gray. It's very hard to correlate A plus B equals C. I mean, sometimes we can correlate things that are more simple, but when we think about the pain we have down here, the pain that we create for ourselves, the pain that others inflict on us, what the enemy does, it's very hard sometimes to figure out what led to what. So many times it's the opposite. People do bad things and nothing happens. In fact, maybe they even prosper even more. And then we do good things and what? We get hardship? So we do the best we can, it still doesn't work out. I mean, I'm sure you can relate to this. So this is the suffering that first confuses us and then may anger us and then may lead to despair if we're not careful. See, this is what bothered and outraged Job. We see that Job was doing everything right and it all went wrong in, in, in like one day, in a 24-hour period of time. And so Job gives voice to his suffering so well, so accurately, and so honestly that anyone who's ever suffered, which includes every last one of us, can recognize his or her personal pain in the voice of Job. Job says boldly what some of us are too timid to say. He refuses to accept the role of a defeated victim. It's also important to note that Job does not do what he does not do. Job did not curse God, as his wife suggested that he should do. And inadvertently, she did. She cursed God. And so his wife wanted him to curse God, getting rid of the problem by getting rid of God. But neither Job does any of that. Job doesn't explain his suffering. He doesn't instruct us as to how to live so that we can avoid suffering. Suffering, suffering is a mystery. And Job comes to respect that mystery. See, what we find is through respecting suffering, questioning suffering, we are brought into the mystery of God. This is God's mystery. This is what God has experienced. He is suffering every day because his world is suffering. So what we find is that through respecting suffering and questioning suffering, the greatest mystery is that pain can always bring us closer to God and cause us to know him at such a much more deeper level if we let it. This brings a really appropriate experience of quote-unquote awe 
which is what we see in the story of Job. His suffering led to beautiful worship, peace, and restoration in a way he could have never imagined. We are now awestruck. We're awestruck by the one who died for us, who redeemed us, and who will ultimately completely deliver us from evil and from ourselves. Jesus is the one that eclipsed the suffering that Job had. So not only is Job's book about suffering, but it's also about the power relationship. Because we see Job's relationship with God increasing while his wife's relationship with God decreases. See, the pain that Job was going through revealed his character, revealed his strength, revealed his faith. The pain that his wife went through revealed the smallness of heart and the weakness that she had and the lack of integrity and faith. See, we see that God called Job his friend And God was actually angry with Job's friends because Job's friends initially were comforting. But when nothing changed in Job's life, they became accusers. And isn't this interesting? This is how this whole thing started. Was Satan was the accuser of Job and of God. And the thing that is so sad is that it only took seven days for Job's friends to become accusers. Satan accused Job of being a man that only followed after God because his life was so good. And Job's friend took up the accusation and said that he was bad and getting what he deserved. It was his fault that all this was happening. That if he were a better person, if he repented from sin, none of this would be happening. And what is sad is that this has been going on since the beginning of time. People use the word of God, think they know God, think they know another person's heart, and assume why they are suffering. People want to get a quick fix. They're full of spiritual diagnoses and prescriptions, and it makes logical sense. But as we have learned, God's ways are not our ways. And humans want to reduce God's ways to what they can comprehend. They want to oversimplify, think they know God as if God consulted them. God was very clear with Job's friends. He was very angry with them for misrepresenting him, for misrepresenting God to his beloved friend Job. This is serious. We need to be very careful about this and remind ourselves. I need to be careful when I think I'm speaking for God or think I know something and I'm speaking into this person's life and representing God. Am I really accurately representing God? See, God was very clear with his friends. And as a result... He has Job's friends sacrifice seven bulls and seven rams as an offering on their own behalf. 
And he says in Job uh, chapter 42, 7 and 8, he, send, he says, My friend Job will pray for you, and I will accept his prayer. He will ask me not to treat you as you deserve for talking nonsense about me and for not being honest with me as he has. I'm going to read that one more time. This is really, really important that we understand if we are acting as the accuser in someone's life and we are misrepresenting God. Because this is what God says to his friends. My friend Job will pray for you. I will accept his prayer. And he will ask me not to treat you as you deserve for talking nonsense about me and for not being honest with me in the way he has. So we know that Jesus was called a man of sorrows. And this is what he says to us in, in James um, chapter 1, verses 2 and 4. Two through four, he says, This is faith under pressure. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. That's a remarkable verse. Faith under pressure. He says, consider it a sheer gift when the tests and the challenges come at you from all sides. Because you know, under pressure, your life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work. Now, that's easy for me to say today because today I'm kind of having a pretty good day. But <laughs> when I've had to read that in the past, I've been like, seriously? You know, it's being like cooked alive or something. It's, you know, it's the fiery furnace. And it's painful. But this is the time that the best way we honor God is to trust him. He sees our suffering. Nothing gets past him. We saw that whole entire story of, of Satan and God having that discourse when Satan continuously accused Job and, Job. and God said, fine, do whatever you need to do because I know my friend. I really want God to say that about me. I really want God to say, I know my friend Cynthia. I know her heart. She's not perfect. She doesn't do it right every day. In fact, she doesn't do it right any day all the time, but she's my friend, and I trust her heart, and she loves me. And so this is the testimony of Job, our brother. He's our brother. God had no, he, he did not get any pleasure out of what Job was going through, but it revealed so much about so many people that were otherwise looking pious, revealed his friends. It revealed his wife. It revealed Job. And it yet again revealed Satan and ultimately revealed our Lord. So Jesus is not happy about suffering and trials. 
He came to stop death while teaching us how to live in a way that conquers death. He came to stop death. And he wants to teach us how to live in a way that actually conquers death. Every time we trust God and we pursue intimacy with him, we overcome the enemy. We are then called a friend of God. We become God's friend. God heard, heard Job's cry and responded to him by telling him who he was. God says to Job in chapter 41, verse 11, he says, Who could confront me and get away with it? I'm in charge of all of this. I run this universe. This is a discourse that Job and God were having. And God said, who are you to confront me and think you can get away with it? I'm in charge of all this. I run this universe. And Job's appropriate response is seen in chapter 42, verse 1, when he says, I'm convinced you can do anything and everything. Nothing and no one can upset your plans. That's an amazing response that we want to memorize. We want to say, God, I'm convinced. You can do anything and everything. Nothing and no one can upset your plans. So as we come to the end of the book of Job, we see that God restores Job. And this is chapter 42, 10 through 17. And this says, after Job interceded for his friends, this is really important. After Job interceded for his friends, God restored his fortune and then doubled it. That's amazing. What does that tell us? That tells us that forgiveness is imperative. After Job interceded for his friends, God restored his fortune. And then God doubled it. All his brothers and sisters and friends came to his house and they all celebrated and they told him how sorry they were. And they consoled him for all the trouble God had brought him. Each of them brought generous housewarming gifts. So we're coming to the end of today's show. But I want you to really be thinking about this idea of suffering. And about interceding for people that don't understand your suffering. Or are accusing you of deserving it. That God blesses the forgiver. And Job not only revered God, never cursed God, never lost his faith, but forgave over and over and over. And the restoration of his life was insurmountable. It was unmeasurable. So God blessed Job's later life even more than his earlier life. Don't we all want to end that way, that we want to end with our life better than, than what it's ever been? So I want to really encourage you in your own suffering, your own personal and private suffering. The God is with you. God sees it. Nothing gets through God. And he can restore in ways that are unfathomable. That's who our God is. That's who we believe in. And that's the friend we have in Jesus. So God bless you today. Join me tomorrow as we finish up this amazing story of Job. 
Thanks, Jeremy, for being such a great help and producer. And have a wonderful day. Make sure you check out the website, CynthiaHyatt.com, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.